the Banowitz Podcast. Well, welcome back to Banowitz Marketing. Uh, this is June Schmidt here this morning. Glad to be here on this day. And I'd like to welcome today Stephanie Humphreys, yes. who um, is a business owner in so many different aspects. We just enjoy talking about that she is a serial entrepreneur, and of course, along with that, we think serial killer, but she is killing it in business. <laughs> Welcome, Stephanie. Thank and you. And tell us a little bit about your story. Tell us about you. Oh, my gosh. Well, I am pretty much originally from Cedar Rapids. Um, I love Cedar Rapids. I love, I love Iowa. Spent some time out of state um, after my husband and I first got married, but... We came back, and, and I'm so happy, so happy that we did. So um, I graduated from Linmar, and I'm a Hawkeye. I went to the University of Iowa, became a physical therapist there. Um, but over a series of, I guess, uh, circumstances and decisions that we've made, my husband and I decided pretty early on that we wanted to uh, try to forge our own way, I guess you could say, and started with some of our own businesses pretty early on. So I, I bought my own business in 2017, and it is right at home, and we do in-home care uh, and assistance. Um, our mission is just to improve the quality of life for all the people that we serve. So most of our clients um, are seniors, but we also have some um, dependent adults or um, adults with some physical disabilities. We can actually assist anyone over the age of 18, but I think a lot of people associate us with senior care and just assisting, assisting those people with uh, activities of daily living, we call them. So it could be helping them take a shower or brushing their teeth, getting dressed, cooking a meal or preparing their breakfast, just things that we probably don't even think of take for granted exactly don't we? yep yeah but for whatever reason those tasks that get a little bit more challenging or difficult or maybe just can't do them at all anymore on our own so I have a team of caregivers that goes and works with people in their homes okay. on those tasks so that's yeah. good to hear, and that's so relevant for our state. But I'm, I want to dial it back just here for a minute for mm -hmm. our viewers, and that is, in my experience, entrepreneurs are a very interesting lot, and I mean that with an incredible amount of respect. Thank you. So talk to me about, so were you raised with an entrepreneur, dad or mom? How, how did that all get started? You know, I, that's, that's a great question because I was not. Mm -hmm. I was not, actually. Uh, my dad's a retired pharmacist, and he was in that profession for probably close to 40 years. Oh um, and he is of the baby boomer generation. Mm -hmm. And I guess I assumed that that's what I would do because you know that's what I watched him him do. Just a tremendous work ethic, and um, I don't know. I, he could probably count on one hand the number of days that he missed work. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. kind, of kind of not the, the way work ethic is now, unfortunately. Yeah, but yeah. that's another subject. Yes, <laughs> but. Um, I, for me, I think I figured out pretty early on that I wanted to try to find a way to support myself mm -hmm. and didn't really enjoy working 
for other people. I just, I saw my dad work really hard, but at the same time, you know, here were all of these corporate executives kind of deciding when he works and how much and how much vacation time he would get and his pay and just, you know, things like that. Mm -hmm. And I think I figured out pretty early on. I didn't really act on it early on, I'll say that, but I can, I have memories of when I was a teenager and I was at my first job at McDonald's and just thinking, well, I, I knew I wasn't going to do that line of work mm -hmm. forever. And I, of course, was in high school and I got through college with that job and um, just thinking kind of the same thoughts. I just didn't, someone else was controlling my pay and when I worked and how much I worked and things like that. And I don't, it just didn't settle with me very good. So that however, yeah, but I, so I, I went to college. Um, I have a master's degree in physical therapy, mm. became a physical therapist because again, that's what I thought, I'll, you know, I'll be a physical therapist for 30, 40 years or whatever. And so I started doing that uh, late 90s, early 2000s and that it, it was good. I enjoyed working with my patients, but it was still that I'm working for somebody else and someone else is deciding what shift I work and how many vacation days I get. And you know, if I'm sick, I have to call in and say I'm sick and just, so I just still didn't really like that. So, but I kind of took a break from that for a while when we started our family and I was a stay-at-home mom for 10 years and you still kind of don't call your own shots <laughs> because then, you know, you have these little ones that are um, running the show. Yeah. But then my husband uh, ran a business during that time. So I watched him do that. And so I think kind of between both my husband and myself, and we have a, a similar mindset of trying to just make our own way. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And then just kind of watching the daily grind that my dad went through for 30, 40 years. Combination of those two things, I think, really drove me to finally feel like, well, I could do something Poor like that too. Path. I think yeah. it's really important for our viewers and our yeah. listeners to hear. And alongside with that, you talked about at the very beginning mm -hmm. when we were visiting that you moved away from Iowa. We did. And then came back. Yes, absolutely. Well, you know, we look at our young folks who many of them are, are like, get me out of here. I need to go somewhere else. And I do think that's very valuable to it do. It is. I agree. However... Tell our viewers about why it's why you decided to come back and the, what's been the best part of that for you and your Yeah, family. yeah, you bet. So yeah, the grass isn't always greener. And we lived in the desert, so there really wasn't a lot of grass anyway. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, when I first became a physical therapist, then um, surprisingly enough, because there's always been uh, more than enough jobs in the healthcare industry, but uh, for whatever reason, there really weren't that many physical therapy jobs available uh, in the state of Iowa when I graduated. Um, in fact, I, I know, I had an agreement actually with um, St. Luke's at the time. Uh, they had given me some money to help me pay for school and things like that. And then in exchange, I was going to work for them for two years. Well, they did not have a position to offer me. So that fell through. Um, I had an opportunity come up in Las Vegas and that was still around the time actually that I met my husband. It was kind of a 
whirlwind time, but he didn't have any trouble finding a job out there. And so, yeah, we moved out to Las Vegas in the year 2000 and um, it was good. I mean, it was good, different, completely different environment, different climate, different people. We did a, a lot of traveling out there. Um, but the longer that I was there, and then especially after our, our oldest daughter was born out there, um, and having grown up here in the Midwest, and wanting that Midwestern um, experience, I guess, for our now new family and things like that. So I started to feel like I wanted to come back. Um, I valued more the education system here, the, the healthcare system. Um, most of my extended family and my parents are still here. Mm -hmm. So having, having our children grow up with them in their lives and, and things like that. So, and it's hot. The desert is just really hot. Mm -hmm. So um, I never thought I would get tired of the sun. Mm -hmm. But just for me personally, uh, I, you know, I missed rainstorms mm -hmm. and just, you know, the changing leaves and maybe that first snowfall and just some of those nice moments associated with the change of seasons and mm. stuff like that. So. That's really, really good to hear. Yeah. I, you know, and the other thing is I've listened to you talk, Stephanie, mm -hmm. and as most of us or many of us would say in our own minds that health care in one form or another mm -hmm. is one of our number one concerns. Yes. Talk to us a little bit about how you have seen healthcare change oh, primarily in Iowa and what you do is assisting and helping so many people in important ways. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I still remember the days that, you know, I was on my parents' insurance, the insurance paid for everything. Um, you could go to the doctor whenever you needed to. Or whomever you wanted to. Right, right. Yes. I mean, over the years, there's just been, you know, such a, a scaling back of what's covered, mm -hmm. who you can see, um, a lot more being paid out of pocket. Mm -hmm. um, especially, you know, we really appreciate this being self-employed, my husband and I, because we have to purchase our own insurance. Right. And it's not the best. And so, but it's frustrating because you feel like insurance is calling the shots mm -hmm. of what mm -hmm. is going to get covered and, and what isn't rather than the medical professionals and things like that. Mm -hmm. But even in this day and age, that's where I feel really good um, with Right at Home because we are providing that assistance in the home to hopefully prevent future problems. I mean, especially with, you know, some older adults and, and some seniors that have some pre-existing health conditions, or maybe they've already had some hospitalizations or some surgeries or some health events that um, we can help them stay in their homes, maybe prevent further injury, make sure they're still eating well, taking their medicine when they're supposed to be, maybe getting the exercise that they're supposed to be, socializing just we're really the eyes and ears for for those seniors um, and like you said uh, even when we moved away for a while and that's what we really see now is adult children are spread out everywhere yes you know uh, we we have a client right now that you know her daughter is in Alaska and her son is in Florida and so, and, and we're in communication with those adult children, and, and I've talked to adult children that are in other countries, and they just need uh, someone like us to 
care for their parents and then communicate any concerns or um, just serve as a resource mm -hmm. for their parents if they need additional assistance or care or things like that. So we're really overseeing people's That's lives. That's really valuable to hear. It, it's, it, it's, it's humbling. Uh, and that's why, I mean, it's just, it, it's such an honor to be able to come into someone's home and, and, it, and it's their home. They have every right to maintain it however they want. And, mm -hmm. you know, they can still call the shots there and, and we're there working for them and what they need. So it's, it's humbling and, and it's an honor. And I would say the utmost is when, uh, when someone is receiving hospice services and they're you know, near the end of their life and perhaps they need 24-hour supervision. And so that is something hospice can't provide. They are kind of in and out. Um, so our caregivers come in and I know sometimes our caregivers are there when our clients pass away. And mm -hmm. it's, it's just, yeah, humbling and well, I'm just I'm just honored to lot. be there. Yeah, you do. So you yeah. really have a great opportunity yeah. to partner with generations. Absolutely, yes. Because there, I'm sure, comes a point where, yes, those needs are critical, mm -hmm. but more and more, that child in Alaska or that child in Florida are making more of those decisions yes. for their parents. So that communication, it's key, is so vital. Exactly. Yeah. Well, one of the things that you were talking about before we were on air for our viewers and listeners to hear about is that uh, Stephanie really likes the medium of podcasts, and many, maybe in many instances, would like to do podcasts of her own. So share with our viewers and our listeners, Stephanie, what that might entail. What you'd like to be able to do? Well, like you said. I think that, you know, especially with, with podcasts and, you know, digital marketing, social media, things like that, and I've, I, that's part of the beauty of being in a franchise system, uh, that I have a, a contact at the corporate office for Right at Home that has really helped me increase our presence, um, you know, out on the web, essentially. And, you know, he follows all of the Google analytics and things like that, things I don't really want to do, but mm -hmm. you have people to do those things, mm -hmm. which is great. Mm -hmm. But uh, I, yeah, podcasts, I started thinking that really early on just because f even from a networking perspective and all the different people that I meet in this industry, healthcare or senior care or anything, and interviewing those folks and other professionals, but not only that, I mean, our clients have some great stories mm. to tell. Uh, you know, there's still war, World War II veterans out there that mm -hmm. have stories and just, or how they, how they grew up. It's just so different than, of course, how things are today. And so to record that and to put it out there for people to know and, and document their life, I sometimes, you know, I, I still feel like in our society that maybe seniors aren't quite given the credit or attention mm -hmm. that they should, mm -hmm. uh, which, the value. yes, yeah, yeah. culturally, yeah. that I think you might find in other cultures where their, um, their elderly are highly revered and, you know, right. things like that. So it just seems like time and again, I mean, I'm meeting somebody that I'm in their home, but, and they're telling me about their lives and I'm thinking, why can't I make this into a 
podcast or record this mm -hmm. discussion that we're having at you know his or her kitchen table and things like that. So mm -hmm. that's why. Yeah, it's a connecting thing again. That's isn't right. It? Yeah, it really, really is. Yeah. So remind it's fun. our viewers again. What year did you buy Right at Home? Did I, you invest in Right at Home? I did. So Right at Home has been in business in the Cedar Rapids area uh, for six years, mm -hmm. and I bought it from the original owner. She started the franchise here uh, in 2014, mm -hmm. and I bought it from her in 2017. So two and a half years? Yeah. Yeah. And I know one of the things that you were sharing when we were off camera that I'd love to have you share mm -hmm. with the viewers is what your role initially was yes. with Right at Home and how that's evolved because you and I were talking about leadership concepts. Mm -hmm. So tell us about that, Stephanie. Okay. so. When I first took over, you know, I really, I had to learn every single process and I am still responsible for a few of those processes, but I, it, it didn't take too long that I felt like, okay, I need to pass on more processes and responsibilities to other people in the office. But the, the key to that is having the right people and, you know, we've gone through a couple of a couple of people in the office that weren't the best fits so you know we had to get through that time and mm -hmm. identify someone else but i right now i just i really feel like i have a strong um, loyal team mm -hmm. you know in the office that is running the day-to-day -day operations so mm -hmm. that my main focus is i'm just always thinking about where else can i go what else can I participate in? Who else can I meet? And just getting that message out of right at home and what we do. And because um, we're not the only home care company in town, obviously, but I just I feel so good and you know passionate about what we do that it's not. I mean, it's not hard to promote. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's, that's a necessity, and what, right. what a wonderful place to. And I have just, your and it's, it drives me. I mean, my our caregivers inspire me. Mm. What they do is, it's not, it's not easy work. You know. No, it's not. You're, you know, you're serving. Yes. Serving with heart and like you, yep. like you intimated, it's work ethic. That's right. It yeah. really is. You have to be willing to work. That's right. So we have it's a young generation. We have millennials and younger. Right. That do love to give back, mm -hmm. that want to be entrepreneurs. Yes. They, they want to pursue that. So if you could give some pieces of advice to these youngsters, and you know, you're even talking to your, your three daughters. Right. What would you tell them? Oh my gosh. What would I tell them? You know, you have to, you know, owning a business is, it, it's certainly not for, for everyone. Right. You know, I, my best friend that I've had since second grade, um, I, I, she probably looks at me and thinks I'm crazy because there's an element of, of risk. There's, mm -hmm. there's uncertainty with it. Um, yes, there, the income potential is there of making more than average or more than I really ever would as a physical therapist, I mean, mm. let's be honest, mm -hmm. but you could make less too. And so just having no going into it, knowing this is may not be stable. And I've, I've had to try to learn that myself um, because what we do can really, it, it can ebb and flow for mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So getting used to that and yeah, being your own boss, I think you have to have uh, certainly a certain level of of confidence and 
just autonomy about yourself and just feeling comfortable making those big decisions or making decisions for other people. And then, yes, you have staff that's looking at you for, for those decisions, like, well, mm -hmm. what do we do now? Um, but I don't know. I don't feel like it's really been that hard, I guess. Well, you're in the right seat in the bus, <laughs> so, as the saying goes, right. right? That's how it feels. Good. It really does. Because even I, I have the background in healthcare, mm -hmm. which is great, but I never owned a business before. Mm -hmm. You know, never took a single business class. Mm -hmm. I hated economics. Mm -hmm. I, I hate, think that's important for these guys I to do, hear. I hate QuickBooks. I yeah, yeah, I think that's important to hear. Because <laughs> then I make my husband do QuickBooks. Yeah. Because he loves that. And of course, he's a business owner too. And yeah. if he wants to sit in front of the computer and crunch numbers, great. Yeah. I don't really want to do that. So it's identifying, you know, your where your are. strengths are. Yes. 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 And then any other tasks that maybe you don't want to be muddled down with, mm -hmm. empowering someone else mm -hmm. um, to do those tasks. Mm -hmm. And that, that's what I've had to do because I just... I can't be everywhere and I can't be everyone, but you certainly have to, you have to get the right people in those positions and then give them the freedom to go with those And there just roles. encapsulates 20th century skills. Yes. And that developing that high performance leadership team. Yeah. So that you exactly. can do what you love to do. And you have to walk, walk the talk. I mean, certainly you have to set the right example for Absolutely. the whole office. You have to set, set expectations. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The culture, mm -hmm. um, just have expectations in place, have standards in place, and then stick to those, you know, be consistent. Um, I, I think be available. I'm a very mm -hmm. available business owner. They, anybody in the company or anybody out in the community knows they can just call me directly mm -hmm. if they need to or want to. I think a lot of people are respectful of that, mm -hmm. but I'm very... You're accessible. Accessible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And people appreciate that. Uh, you bet they do. They like to hear that the owner is mm -hmm. involved daily. Mm -hmm. Have direct involvement. Yeah. Yeah. So we are a marketing firm by our very nature, and we love to serve people. And so with that thought in mind, Stephanie, I'd like to ask you if you have a marketing question, a marketing issue, or as my boss, Sarah Banowitz, likes to say, a pain point. Oh. What might that be so that we know how that we could serve you? Right. I mean, I've, I've tried a variety of things. Like, I've, I have run a commercial before. I have done, you know, I'm an avid NPR listener. Mm -hmm. So I've done spots on IPR. Um, I've really, like I said, through my web guy, I just call him my web guy, at Ride at Home, mm -hmm. we've really optimized our... Uh, not maybe not social media presence, but just even people finding our website. Yes, that's and that's I've, critical. Yes, absolutely. So and like just that you're not the only one in town. That's right. So and and as you. a result, you know, when people do a Google search, you know, Right at Home comes up first. And then also we partner with a survey company, so we are reviewed every single month from our clients and our caregivers and so and then i've i have put that information out there i mean you have to kind of make yourself vulnerable to an extent mm -hmm. but then you better be good mm -hmm. because 
you know, the exposure. You know what I mean? Just yes. The it's immediate. Yes. You're, you're, it's you very know. vulnerable. Yes. Yeah. The, so the you, feedback you and, 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 and we have received, you know, not so great feedback sometimes. And I have gone online and addressed that. Good. And so you just, really you just have to be on top of those That's things. But I do feel like it has paid off. So, so Stephanie, we're talking about pain points, yes. things that would be helpful at this juncture in mm -hmm. your, your company. Right. So, um, well, for me, it's, I think we were talking earlier about having an interest in starting a podcast because yes. I've, I've tried different different marketing. And I, I, for me, what we do, I feel like it's almost the, the connections that I have made with other providers or other agencies, the hospitals, and just continually, continually getting in front of them and reminding them, hey, you know, right at home, we're here. Let us know if anybody needs anything. So I, I, I almost feel like that has paid off a little bit better than some of the blanket marketing like commercials or you know running an ad in the paper things like that and and what that's we've yesterday. done that's I, yesterday i know isn't it right yeah so for me and i've we've really amped up our social media presence and uh, we get a lot more people finding us through our website so i feel like that's going pretty well but i the podcasting which i have an interest in and it's just not knowing where do you start with that? That's because a really great question. And you know, and, and, and listening to you talk, Stephanie, I hear you doing and saying a lot of the right and really good things. You're good. having that physical presence. Yes. It's huge. And I think particularly in a community such as Cedar Rapids. That's right, because it's you know, it's fairly good sized, but yet it's small. And I it's have a big definitely town. <laughs> right. It's yeah. A big town. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Our connections are huge, and we've talked That's about right. connections. Well, I I have to tell you, I'm incredibly excited because you've talked about the fact that you really do want your next step to be podcasting. I do. And I, you're giving me the first opportunity to share with you what's on the forefront in this company, and that is my colleagues are in the process of developing, and I can say this as an educator, a podcast curriculum so that someone, an entrepreneur or business owner such as you, nice. can be taught the essentials on how to create a podcast. That would be perfect. And to network. Because in my experience, as I talk to um, my son who lives in California mm -hmm. and listens to podcasts every day on his daily commute, yes. that this really is the cutting edge of technology um, in our country. It's here in Iowa, and it's here right in this very location because we are the people that are doing podcasts here, as you can see. Yeah. So, I think Stephanie, that's great. we will be in direct communication with Good. you when this is formulated. Okay. And I'd love to have you be one of our students. No, that's so fantastic. That I'm teach and you can I'm happy to teach. hear that. Yes, because yeah. that's just, that's been the obstacle to overcome. It's just, you have a notion of maybe what you think a podcast is or what it takes and i'm thinking do i need a bunch of special equipment and then i do i've done google searches you know how do you do a podcast and 
any amount of information and you know you could kind of do one on your phone and then upload it and that doesn't seem very professional and right. yet I just have all these people from clients to you know other professionals in the industry that it would just be great to have a conversation with them and they have a story to tell and absolutely yeah how do you how do you get that started and how much time does it take and what's the platform where someone would even find my podcast right you know well, so we people yes. in this office that can do that and what i also hear you saying too stephanie is you're a busy lady <laughs> you would not be as successful bit. in what you're doing if you weren't incredibly, incredibly busy. Right. And your time can be best served exactly. by bringing someone in who has that expertise. Exactly. And has the information to disseminate, to, to, to share with you. That's right. You know, per diem or in, in bit pieces mm -hmm. so that you can pick and choose a la carte what you want to do and then develop, put your own personal that's touch right. to that. That's exactly right. So. And, that, and that's another thing that just, that I enjoy about Right at Home. I mean, I'm, I am part of a franchise system and that's why I struggle with the word entrepreneur because <laughs> I think of an entrepreneur as someone that just started something from scratch, mm -hmm. just came up with a product or a service or an idea that didn't exist before. And so, I don't know, that's just me, but so I took over something that someone else had started, not that I haven't, like you said, put my own spin on it and uh, my, other, my own expectations and made a lot of changes and things like that. But um, that's what's the beauty of being part of a franchise system, that I have a corporate office. World. That's right. So they, they can put out their guidelines or best practices, you know, things like that, but as an owner, and, but I can do as I see fit in my market and you know in my state and things like that. But I have peeps, yep. I have people that I can go to. Because yeah. why reinvent the wheel? Mm -hmm. Make it, maybe make it better. Yeah. But you know, so that's great. Yeah, that's great. So if there is anything else that you'd like to share with our viewers that you'd like them to know about Right at Home, what oh, would that wow. be as we get ready to wrap up here? Oh my goodness, I'm just I'm just so proud of, of our business and our, our philosophy. I just feel very strongly about the staff that we have in place. And I have staff that just, you know, lives our mission every single day. And that just, that makes my job easier. And I can feel better about just getting out in the community and talking about right at home. And I, I, it pretty naturally, I think, comes out when I'm when I'm talking to people about it and um, just feel good about what we're doing. And I will never say that we're perfect, and we have our challenges, just like the whole industry does. You know, healthcare as a whole. Mm -hmm. um, but I think the way that we're dealing with them, and and the fact that we're dealing with them, recognizing them, and dealing with them, um, sets us apart. We're very responsive when someone does need help. I mean, gosh, I've gone to meet families on weekends, in the evening hours, mm -hmm. um, and between me and, and my staff, we just kind of feel like we're putting our capes on and problem solving and figuring out what we can do to maybe bring that person home from the hospital uh, safely and things like that. So our the response. Heroes of healthcare. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> 
that's kind of how it feels. I mean, it's and you know, getting this, getting the staff set up to um, support that person when they're at home, and uh, it's it's fun. It's fun. Great, so. Stephanie. So to conclude, tell yeah. us how we find you. How, how, oh. how do we locate you? Well, my office is right on First Avenue, so I don't think we're too hard to find. Okay. But um, our website is www.rahcr.com. And like I said, my office is on First Avenue. We're at 2616 uh, on the corner of uh, First Avenue and 27th Street. And our number is 319-826-826. 6608 and we answer the call phone 24 hours a day. I don't recommend that you call at 2 in the morning, but <laughs> I won't be answering the phone at 2 in the morning, but we do offer 24-hour on-call service um, for what anybody needs. So Great. Yeah. Well, thank you so much thank for you. being here Thank you. This today, was fun. Stephanie. Yeah, we just appreciate yeah. all the mm -hmm. information you bet. and how we can in the future partner with you. Yeah. And on behalf of all Neat. of us here at Banowitz Marketing, uh -huh. I want to say thank you for joining us today. Make it a great day.